Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. It started some years ago with Colin Kaepernick and the American NFL. But kneeling down before sporting events really spread across the globe last summer as the Black Lives Matter movement caught the attention of world sport. Some footballers in the English Premier League have done it before kick-off in every match this season to highlight racial injustice, police brutality and systemic discrimination against black people. But on Thursday, Wilfried Zaha, a black player for the Premier League club Crystal Palace, declared that he won't be doing it anymore because he finds it degrading. The 28-year-old made the remark at the Financial Times Business of Football Summit. I feel like taking the knee is degrading stuff because like, growing up, my parents let me know that I should be proud to be black no matter what. And I just feel like we should just stand tall. I don't know. It's like it's becoming like something that we, we just do now, you know. That's not enough for me. For more details, I spoke to our sports correspondent, Nesta McGregor. Wilfred Zaha says, you know, he's definitely for fighting racism, but he will use his platform and his profile to do so in other ways. He thinks that taking the knee is perhaps become tokenism. He doesn't think it's had the desired effect. He thinks now people are just doing it and it doesn't have the impact it perhaps did when we first saw it. Now, there are others that believe that also lower down in the English football leagues, we've seen whole teams and players not taking the knee. But Zaha would be the first Premier League player not to take the knee. Can we speak more broadly about the impact, about the practice of taking the knee and the Black Lives Matter movement across sport? Because obviously it started in the NFL, didn't it? Yeah, so it started in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick, who was a quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Kaepernick was doing it in protest at police brutality in the US. Since then, as you mentioned, it spread throughout sport and it's just really seen as a gesture to highlight racial inequality. It was adopted by the Premier League players over here. Marcus Rashford, Raheem Sterling, Troy Deeney all had major roles in doing so. And for some, it's had the desired effect. It's a constant reminder of the problems in not just football, but in society. And it's kept the conversation at a forefront. But I guess for those not in support of it, in recent weeks, we've seen very, very high-profile black players, including Wilfred Zahar, targeted by racist abuse online. And for some people, taking the knee has done nothing to kind of get rid of the problem. So I think that's why we might see more players possibly not doing so. But all the players are saying they're going to find other ways to tackle racism, with education being a massive one. Do you think then that we're going to see a winding down of taking the knee and the visible presence of Black Lives Matter within top-level sport? 
It will be interesting whether or not Wilfred Zaha spoke to his teammates before this and whether or not on Monday when Crystal Palace played Brighton, he'll be the only player standing. And I think that might be quite a powerful image in itself. Now, in four years' time, we might not see the knee, but Wilfred Zaha's movements might have prompted something else which leads to greater change in the game. And he might be seen as the Colin Kaepernick of football. Nesta McGregor. Context of white supremacy. Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, February 21, 2021. So I have been told today to the date 12 years since the cows returned to the air. Uh, Hopefully we've had uh, a dozen years of mostly constructive broadcasting. Obviously we've not been constructive enough because the problem is still here. So we have not thus far accomplished our task. Uh, Oh, 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 I thought I got him. Oh, okay, we did. Outstanding. Uh, I was getting some of our other international participants ringing in to to join us. But 12 years. In fact, for the 12 years that we have been uh, on the air, that is one thing. Uh, It's not too much. Obviously, again, I'm very proud to say we have failed in our goal. Really, the goal assignment replacing white supremacy with justice say that proudly because we want to be clear about what the directive is what we're trying to accomplish nothing else that's it um one thing that we have been consistent uh, consistent about and one thing that i am proud of stand by your work man for a decade, uh, I think we've tried to emphasize that the system of white supremacy is not uh, just some local problem. Uh, it's not just an issue in Georgia or Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. It's not just a problem down there every now and then or in South Africa. Every now and then you have a little dust up metaphor uh, that that is not what we're talking about. We are talking about a global system where individuals all over the planet, the known universe who classify themselves as white network, they work together. They share information. They work in unison to dominate non-white people. And I think if you go back through the archives over the years, obviously I've been in the area known as the U S for the 12 years that we've been uh, broadcasting, but you will hear a host of individuals. Even this week, we had Miss Keller, suspected race soldier in South Africa, and she exhibited a lot of the exact same behaviors. She'd read a lot of the literature from guests who've been on our program, but that has been reflected throughout all the way back to 2009 in terms of guests that we've had on the program from all over the world and listeners, participants that we've had on the program from all over the world. Racism, white supremacy is a global problem. And I think non-white people uh, would benefit because I think most of the time, number one, a major problem. We don't think about racism, white supremacy as 
this is a global problem. Individuals who practice racism work together all over the world. We do not think about it that way at all. And then let's exchange information with other non-white people in the known universe so we can get a more accurate understanding. What does it mean to be white? What are the ways that they practice racism, white supremacy in different parts of the world? Compare and contrast, as they say. Hopefully that's been reflected on the program over the 12 years and we can get more of that today. Uh, Incidentally, uh, the segment that we started with just quickly before we fast forward, I have not been into the whole uh, kneeling thing. I think I've said the entire time that I'm not a big fan of Colin Kaepernick, victim of racism, cowbell too, but victim of racism. But I was, you know, never down with the whole, I'm taking a knee and all the rest of it. Victim. I don't have any critiques of him or what have you, but I just was never enthralled with all of that. Uh, So to hear uh, Wilfred Zaha and I don't follow, uh, follow uh, football really neither uh, version of it. Uh, but to hear him say that and to articulate it like, Hey, it's, it's not even solving the problem. Seems almost like some, some tokenism uh, here to go out and do this. Like I'm good. There are other things, more effective things that we can do to address racism here, 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 especially if it's going to be co-opted. And now you got every Nancy Pelosi coming out, Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi coming out and doing anything like, absolutely. I agree with you. 1000% Mr. Zaha. Uh, joining us live, so excited. Uh, we will get correspondence uh, from folks uh, throughout. Uh, let's see, we have got to start with him first because he joined us just literally hours ago. I have to look at my watch, not the calendar, uh, for the compensatory call in. Joined us live in Japan, share a little bit of his Sunday afternoon. Now it's Monday morning, like crack of dawn, 5 12 a.m. Monday morning. And he is with us again, uh, our caller in Japan. I guess we can check in and, and see how you'd like to, to be referenced uh, on the program. But very good to hear from you, sir. If you want to give a, a quick wave intro, just to let us know that you're here. Uh, yes. Uh, good morning, Gus, to you, and good morning to uh, all the listeners. Uh, yes, it is very early in the morning. For sure. My goodness. Uh, whew, thankful to have you uh, with us. We'll give you some time to see if your your brain computer is uh, working well. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also have with us uh, African 1884. He's been with us bunches of times. Uh, when we've been doing our global Sunday talk on racism, uh, always appreciate getting his perspective joining us from Austria so that we can stamp where people are at. We've got Japan. We've got Austria. Our time stamp there, I believe it's Sunday evening. I think for them, it's not too obscene. 913 p.m. Uh, for Austria time. African 1884. Good to hear from you, sir. Yes. Uh, good evening, everyone. And good morning to Japan. For sure. Very good to hear from you, sir. Check in, see how things are going down there. And then we also uh, should have uh, with us uh, Andrew. He's been with us also lots of times uh, over the year for the Global Sunday Talk, uh, joining us from the UK, England specifically. Uh, Timestamp, uh, I think it's 8 
uh, 8.14 p.m. Uh, in the evening. So also not too obscene uh, over there. Good to hear from you, Andrew. See. Yeah, great to be with you, Goss. As, as usual, absolutely fantastic. For sure, for sure. Uh, I guess, and folks can let me know if they're tired of hearing about it. My, the reason I always start with getting the update on the COVID-19 situation, because that's been the major topic uh, for the past year. And racism, white supremacy is global. The COVID situation, global. I think that is super, especially with so much confusion and questions about what's happening. I think that it's really informative just to be able to talk to people so you can ask them direct questions about what's happening uh, with the situation, what's happening with the vaccine rollout, uh, because it's not the same everywhere. So that just can help folks or at least has helped me get a better perspective uh, on how to think about all of this. So uh, I guess if we could kind of start to check in on what's happening with the uh, COVID situation, lockdowns, uh, the vaccines, if you all have taken it or think you might be taking it at some point just to kind of see how that's looking in different parts of the world uh let's see let's i guess let's start with uh with andrew uh in the uk what's the uk update on covid19 and the vaccine um hi gus yeah um well, well regarding the um the, the vaccine i think um god i was just watching it on tv today um, I think they were saying something like, unless I've got it wrong, 19 million people have had the, have had the first jab. You know, in this country, uh, you, you've got all different types of vaccines, but the one, as I understand it, that the NHS is uh, given out uh, is the one that takes two jabs. Uh, apparently, 19 million people have had the first jab. Um, and if I call the news correctly, they're going to start to now give it to the 50-year-olds. You know, they're going in, in, in age ranges and also they're looking at those with underlying health issues. So, uh, yeah, apparently 19 million people, so, so, so the government says, has had the first jab and they're going to start doling out the second jab. Um, and, and, uh, and, and that's where the, you know, that's where it is. My mom's had the jab. I, I wanted her to have it. You know, th- there's a lot of people here. A lot of African Caribbean people that are saying, "Oh no, you shouldn't take it. You shouldn't take it. Um, don't don't take it." It's it's you know people are you know white people are coming to basically you know don't trust them. Don't take the vaccine. You know the Tuskegee and all the rest of those things. And, and I you know I'm fully aware of the Tuskegee um, uh, syphilis experiment in America. Um, the funny thing is here though, and I'm not saying you should follow white people. What you should follow is the science. And um, as far as I'm concerned, there's enough African scientists that have studied it. And, you know, what, what's been good since the last time you and I spoke, there's been about three or four um, uh, um, African run uh, Zoom uh, uh, sessions. We've had sort of two, three, four hundred people on another organization that I'm a part of. We put one on as well, because as soon as I got off that call with, with you the last time, I thought, right, we've got to do this. And so we had African doctors on it that basically pulled it apart, and said, yep. It's the right thing to do. And these are black African doctors. And that's what I wanted to. I wanted that knowledge that I wanted that head knowledge. So I got it. I'm happy. Got my mom to take it. We're now able to not just drop food off around the house. We can now go and sit in the house uh, and be happy that we're not going to kill her. So, <laughs> so, so I think that's uh, uh, my son can now go around and sit in her living room without bringing around COVID to kill her. 
so um so 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 that's it so um so so that's what i'm i'm going to take it so i can leave the country and basically go to ghana um because uh yeah because there's issues around traveling to black countries unless you've uh, unless you've taken the vaccine you know in other words they're not going to let you in and i don't think i don't think african countries should let people in unless they've sorry but unless they've taken the vaccine why should they take people in bring bring rubbish into their country yeah that's just my personal opinion some people think ah yeah we should be allowed to travel wherever we want and bring and bring disease you know no i'm i'm not of that opinion at all you know i'm not of that opinion at all but 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 it's a big discussion in african african caribbean communities in london in the uk at the moment to vaccinate or not you know uh, and but but all i say to people that don't want to get their elderly and then you got younger people forcing their elderly relatives to not take it and and that's the bit that i find highly dodgy so to me it's a thing if you're not going to take if your elderly people are not going to take it don't go into their house stay outside uh, that's my view because you you might kill them wow now people who were with us yesterday evening they just heard about tuskegee they heard me yesterday evening say, oh, my gosh, I do not want to hear about Tuskegee again for another year. <laughs> this has been such silliness. Not that Tuskegee is silly. We have talked about medical apartheid. We talked about many components of what the Coon Man, governor in the state of Virginia, uh, in medical school, practicing racism, white supremacy, almost lost his uh, tenure in the governorship in Virginia over that, uh, allegedly. Uh, but all of that is very serious, very accurate. We probably don't even know the half uh, of the components of medical racism. But all of that said, uh, the way that Tuskegee has been used in a very superficial manner uh, within this by white people and non-white people, I find very dodgy. Excellent word choice there. Very dodgy in terms of this is the mm-hmm. argument not to, I mean you can have your suspicions that's fine lots of white people are suspicious I don't think Tuskegee is why they're suspicious though but um, you said you wanted your grandmother mother excuse me to uh, take it uh, so that you all could visit uh, your son could go visit and not kill her and you said that there had now that's interesting uh, you said that there has been kind of uh, resistance in the uh, Caribbean African community uh, in the UK area uh, and folks saying not to take it uh, has there been white resistance white people saying that they don't want to take it I guess for different reasons yes there, can you hear me Gus yes sir y- y- yes there has been um, I was having a I was having a I was having a conversation about COVID with a friend, um, walking to a, um, a shop to buy some food. And, um, this white woman heard our conversation. And then this white woman was, was like saying, Oh no, don't take it. It's, it's a, it's a government conspiracy. No, don't take the vaccine. It's a government conspiracy. And she was going on and on and on about a government conspiracy not to take the vaccine. You shouldn't take it. You didn't, it, it, it doesn't exist. COVID doesn't exist. Don't take it. You know, I don't wear it. She was, she was saying about herself. She doesn't wear a mask. You know, it doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> you know, so she, she was saying all of this, you, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, so you got, you, you got white people that are running around saying this nonsense that, that it doesn't exist. It's government conspiracy. It's to do with 5G. Um, it, it's, um, it's nanites in the, in the vaccine and uh, God knows what other 
conspiracy theories are, are out there. It's 666. You won't be able to buy nor sell without taking the vaccine. You won't be able to travel. You have to have the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. And th- th- there's all kinds of manner. I've heard it all. Uh, in the last month, I've heard all kinds of manner of things on Zoom, on different things about COVID, with people writing stuff in, just all, all, all kind of things. Everything, everything, everything. And I've heard new ones. Every, every week, there's a new one. Every day, there's a new conspiracy. There's a new thing. Do you know what I mean? You know? Tuskegee, I feel you. Every Although it seems they bring up something new, and then it'll be Tuskegee. Something new, 5G or government conspiracy, Bill Gates, aliens, and then Tuskegee. Like, all of, incidentally, a random white woman that I don't know who is ear hustling and decides to interject into our conversation to give her suggestions about what we black people should or should not do. That is super suspicious racist behavior like you are so concerned about my well-being that you just gotta hop in and oh no you don't want to take that vaccine my goodness it's five they're just trying to kill us don't do it you don't need that mask like whoo get away from me back up back up back up incidentally i totally support all of the uh, so-called African countries, uh, whatever restrictions that they want to put in place, if that means restricting travel totally, like, ugh, get out of here with your cooties, totally support that. That makes totally logical sense. Uh, I would not be, you know, just open borders and come and forget that. Whatever they deem to be safe, outstanding. Thus far, they've been one of the few locations that have not been devastated by all of this. So, hey, Keep up whatever you're doing and keep everybody else out. It sounds A plus logic to me. Uh, Let's see. Let's check in. Uh, Much obliged, Andrew. We'll come back. Let's check in with everyone. Get our COVID update. Uh, Let's see. African 1884. uh, Now he's in Austria. When we spoke, I believe at the end of 2020, they had like a major lockdown. He and the family were in the household working from home. It was supposed to be pretty serious. And they had like major fines. If I recall, like you taking this seat, we're not going to tolerate that type of foolishness. Having people come out and saying, you don't need to wear a mask. And this is that you could end up with a major fine. I think, is that accurate? And where do things stand now? Almost going into March, uh, African 1884. Yes, Gus, thank you. Um, at the moment, uh, the lockdown is still in effect in Austria. Um, there's a stay-at-home order that's in effect, meaning from 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. you're supposed to be indoors. You're not allowed to be outside unless you're... And if you're working, you need to show proof that you're going to work or something. Um, hotels are still closed. Uh, there's still these fines in, in case you don't wear a mask. You can you still get fined. Um now you can't wear just any mask. There's a specific FFP2 mask that everyone has to wear. Uh, previously, people are wearing their own masks, cloth masks that they make in their homes or something. Now that those are no longer allowed. So if you're found with any of the cloth masks, you're you're, you're bound to get fined. Um, there's a landing ban for flights from UK, South Africa, and Brazil. Um, you if if I have to go to a barber shop or to a hair salon, or uh, I need to present uh, a COVID test uh, every time I go to a barbershop. Uh, school children are 
supposed to have uh, to be tested for COVID twice every week. Um, shops, museum, libraries, and zoos are open. Um, cultural and leisure facilities such as theaters, cinemas, gyms, pools, and amusement parks remain closed. Um, and I think these restrictions are going to be in place uh, un- at least until Easter. Uh, this week, I went to get my car washed and I happened to meet a white lady who was also doing the same. Uh, and she, we got into a conversation and she told me that she believes that um, the whole of 2021 uh, is going to be uh, similar to 2020, where you're going to have uh, one lockdown after another and another and everything. So um, she was telling me that we should we should be prepared that the whole of 2021 up until December, uh, we, we, this, the situation is not going to go back to normal as it was. So we, we're still going to have all these lockdowns every two months or every three months or something. Uh, regarding the vaccine, Austria has been able to make a consignment and order of a, a number of uh, vaccines. I'm not sure which one it is. And that's one thing that's troubling many people because uh, there have been questions in regard to which vaccine is effective. Uh, I think at the moment there are about five or four vaccines. Um, and then you have four uh, COVID-19 variants. Uh, so people are asking the question, which vaccine is for which variant? Or is there a vaccine that can work for all the uh, variants, say, uh, the UK variant, the South African variant, or the Brazil variant? You know, so there have been questions in that regard. Uh, the government of Austria has made it clear that they will not force anyone to take the vaccine. But um, uh, white folks can be tricky at times. They would say that, but then again, they would make it hard for you to access certain services. Like now I told you, if you want to go to a bubble shop, you need to have a COVID-19 test. Uh, if not, you can't uh, patronize, patronize a barber shop. So they're kind of like uh, indirectly telling you that you, at one point you're going to have to do it, especially with regard to travel and everything, you know. But the, but they're still saying no, we're not going to we're not going to force anyone. But I believe that they'll they'll put measures in place that will force people to do it, and uh, that that relates to me and my wife. We both work for international organizations, and already our bosses have approached us and asked us if we'll be willing to take the vaccine. And uh, both our responses were, if it's mandated by the organization uh, in regard to our contracts or traveling to Africa, then we'll have to do it. But otherwise, we don't need to do it. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the situation right now. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Uh and again, this Austria, and I think the entire time that African 1884 has shared with us, uh, it, I mean, it has been super serious. Uh, no homemade masks, very specific, the type of mask that you have to have. He had told us previously about the hefty fines uh, and what have you. And he had said generally people were complying. You weren't having lots of resistance and, you know, people out protesting and we're not going to take it. And that sort of thing. He said, you know, people are uh, in Austria have been pretty compliant and, you know, okay. But the, oh, yes. Gus, mm-hmm. There've been, there've been demonstrations with regard to the vaccination. Um, there've been, uh, I think every, they take place every Saturday and everything. 
where again it's because people are asking these questions because one of the key questions is if i take the vaccine do i still need to continue wearing the ffp2 mask do i still need to continue social distancing and according to the, the the information that people are getting from the government is yes you still have to wear the mask you still have to continue social distancing so then people are asking and saying then why do i need to take the vaccine if i still have to do the same things that i've been doing without the vaccine you know so and then again like i said all the different variants of the vaccine and which vaccine works for which specific variant you know these are questions that people have raised and i recently attended a uh, 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 a Zoom event that was organized by the Ghanaian community in the UK, and th- th- they had people uh, present uh, the situation in the UK, and some of the doctors were speaking, black doctors. And but this question was also they could not provide a concrete answer and say, okay, this vaccine works for this variant, this vaccine works for this variant, or or, or there's one vaccine, uh, let's say the Johnson Johnson vaccine will be able to deal with all the variants, you know. The, that's that's the reason you have people in Austria again every weekend coming out to demonstrate with regard to the vaccination. Wow! So that's major change demonstrations over the vaccinations. Uh, wow. Okay. And now, see, that's what I had been, you know, checking for the same information. So if you take the vaccine does that mean you know you can throw all the masks in the trash you don't have to quarantine anymore you can go you know high five everybody everything is good and it seems that the answer is no (laughs) that is not what happens that it's just will give you a better opportunity of not getting serious complications from the illness you should you know be less likely to die things like that which is good you know if you're especially if you're in a group that's high risk uh but yeah if this if if i'm not high risk and this is not going to get me out of like Rona jail. I can't ditch my mask. I still got to do all the other quarantine and lockdown and everything. Then I'm not really, there's not, at least in my view, doing the calculus, there's not as much of a payoff if I don't get out of all that. Like if I to travel, absolutely. Okay. Makes sense. What you said, if I have to keep my job, okay, that makes sense. But if it's just nothing is going to change, there's no benefit at all to me getting this, then yeah, I'm not going to be sprinting to be first in line if that's the case. Uh, I guess it might not apply because it seems like you all have a lot of uh, stipulations there. Have you seen any reports of any sort of uh, disparity between the number of white people who have been vaccinated in Austria compared to the number of non-white people who've been vaccinated? Um, Austria does not keep such records, unfortunately. It's hard to come across such records. Even with regard to housing, just regular stuff, housing or, or unemployment, they don't keep such records. They only, I mean, they have a broad, um, more or less, classification migrants. You know, uh, they wouldn't say black or white. You know, so they'll say migrants, and migrants could include uh, Polish people, white Polish people, and uh, people from Turkey and everything, white folks still, you know. But they don't they don't keep records of uh, uh, that that are based on uh, race gender they do but on race they don't hmm. gender they do race they don't how interesting uh, okay uh, let's see because let me just add one thing mm-hmm. yes that's, I just want to repeat I mean uh, again just to the conversation I had with this white lady she was she was complaining and saying that. 
and because she was she, she told me that she's one of the people that go out every weekend to demonstrate against the 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 the, the, the vaccine and she was she she kept emphasizing saying that this ffp2 masks are not good for people and everything and that um and then she clearly emphasized saying that that this whole lockdown situation is going to go all throughout 2021 that's that, that I was shocked about that because I thought we're going to be good coming summer August September we're going to be good but it didn't seem like that from what I hear from white folks here mm. ominous now I can share from the US perspective uh, this was a few months ago in fact this was the optimistic perspective just putting that in context this was not someone forecasting doom this was someone who was saying oh man they got the vaccines things are looking up like we almost made it this was the type of you know general aura that they were uh, projecting but they said I think by the time we get the vaccine rollout and by the time that we can get enough people vaccinated by the end of 2021 all of this will be settled and we'll be heading back to normal the end of this year beginning of next year now that was the optimistic projection so it would seem like a number of folks think that that will be especially like I said the vaccine when I kept looking like so this is not an immunity thing this is just uh, you should not die you should not have major complications like hmm this might be something that's going to last longer than I had anticipated or longer than other folks have said. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Our caller in Japan uh, is still pretty early, 535. Uh, just to get our, our check-in, uh, he shared a little bit with us uh, yesterday evening in terms of uh, the vaccine rollout in Japan. Have you yourself gotten the vaccine or are you just doing the lockdown? Um, yeah, no vaccine actually... Um... The, Japan is kind of slow. I, I, I did a little looking into it. I'm so, I live in the countryside, so I'm kind of cut off from a lot of things. It's not so severe in our area, but I looked into it, and uh, Japan actually just started the vaccine rollout about a week ago. It's actually like the last of developing, uh, excuse me, developed countries to uh, really get up, get with the vaccine program. And they're gonna. They're starting with the uh, with the healthcare workers. The healthcare workers are just a few of them. Just got their first dose about a week ago. Um, I think then in March they're gonna move to like start doing some elderly people, and then it's like then April people with high risk because of pre-existing conditions and so on. So Japan is pretty slow. The main. Uh, the main thing with Japan, as far as the, the measures they're taking, uh, 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 really j- just masking. It, masking is everywhere. There's like the fact that there could be um, any sort of demonstrations or protests against refusing the mask is kind of inconceivable here. Japanese people are kind of into masks anyway. If you have a cold, if anyone has, it's. I mean, people have like personal responsibility of feeling. So, like any normally, when you have a, a little cold or a sniffle, you go to work, you're wearing a mask all day. If you were walking around and you sneezed somewhere in public, just under normal circumstances, I don't mean any, long before COVID, uh, 
people would look at you funny, like you kind of aren't, you know, pulling your weight, uh, to, so to speak. You're not taking care of, you know, you're, you're endangering other people. So the masking thing is, like I was saying yesterday, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's, it's very rarely that you see anyone outside without a mask. Um, the And hand sanitizing. Uh, there's hand sanitizers everywhere, every shop, every government building, anything you go into, there's a little spritzer bottle filled with alcohol. You get your hands before you go in and you get your hands when you come out. Um, and also in anywhere where there are seats or benches or anything like that, uh, they kind of kind of rope off. So if there's like a row of benches, every other bench is roped off. So you can't sit down directly next to someone. You've got to give a space no matter what. Um, the, is that, I mean, like when you wait online at the supermarket, every supermarket has the lines painted on the ground. That's the most that, that, that really is, the, the sort of the lockdown, the social distancing. There's a little bit of a curfew. Um, as far as nothing's really open after eight o'clock at night, no restaurants or anything like that. Nothing where people can congregate anything where people con would con normally congregate in large numbers. That's all pretty much curtailed. Everything's online or just, uh, business meetings and so on. All of that's online. The children are back in school. There's no, um, the only thing that's kind of normal is children. They, they didn't, they're not, uh, Oddly enough, the, we did a, we had a, you know, like the children were out of school at the end of last summer. But oddly enough, what you think about Japan, the technology kind of wasn't there for uh, for the whole online schooling thing. It didn't really work out so well. So I think when they started the second lockdown in in late December, they um they didn't do they didn't close the schools, and also it, it was I think a very big problem for the parents also. And that affected the economy. So the children are still in school. But um, other than that, it, it, we I don't know what you... It doesn't feel like a lockdown. Nothing really... I mean, just the things are closed at night, and that's about it. They, the lockdown started in late December and it's supposed to go until, uh, you know, end early, late January, early February. But they just they extended it again. So I think it's going in until March. Um so I think the main thing they're just doing is, like I said, the, the masking everywhere and hand sanitizing. That's pretty much um, what and, and, and basic social distancing. Again, people, uh, although Japan is kind of small and it, it, it's, it is tight, like when you get in close quarters, there are a lot of people. For, uh, it's, the population density is pretty high in Japan, you could say. But in general, Japanese people aren't a, uh, uh, you know, hug up, slap you on the back kind of hug and kiss kind of people. You know, it's just normally you, you kind of give people a little space, it might, which might be increased somewhat in now that uh, because of COVID. So those are the basic measures. But the vaccine, as far as vaccinations, it's really it's 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 rolling out re very slowly. And um, they're like the last of the G7, they're saying. So that's not the vaccination program. I don't know when someone like a normal, quote unquote, normal person like myself, I don't know when I'd be online for something like that. I have no idea. But they do say, I think the lockdown measures are slowing down at least infection rates. 
to some extent. Tokyo is the main place, I think, where, where things are really extreme. The rest of the country is... Not that the you know the big the big cities also you know like Osaka Kyoto and so on and so forth and way up north which is strange I don't know why but way up north in Hokkaido which is like almost it's like Alaska almost for us there was a big cluster up there but Tokyo still seems to be kind of like the the main epicenter of, of you know things are extreme there I guess there's more in and out more international travel or something I don't know but um. Other cities, it's not really so bad for in other places. So, it seems like the the again hand sanitizing and mask masking all day every day by everyone is pretty much the the main uh, the main defense over here. Thank you. Wow! <clears throat> Just for scale, much obliged. Our uh, caller joining us very early Monday morning in Japan. Uh, for scale uh, and could not imagine people talking about they're not going to wear a mask and protesting mask wearing and all that in Japan Uh, in Japan population of a smidge over 126 million uh, they are 37th in the world with 424,000 cases Austria 35th in the world population a little over 9 million 445,000 cases. Then you have to shoot all the way up to the top of the uh, list. The UK, fifth in the world for COVID cases, population 68 million, uh, 4,100,000 cases, more than that plus. Uh, and then way, way at the top, population of 332 million, the US with 28 million, 750. 40,000 cases and counting. It would definitely be closed borders to everyone in the U.S. Um, number is 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate with Japan, I guess maybe I wouldn't be in such a hurry. I mean, they're 37th in the world for people that are in the top 10 where, you know, you've got millions of cases and hundreds of thousands of deaths and climbing daily. Yes. Maybe, you know, the vaccine and all that, because allegedly that's what it's supposed to do. Stop so that you don't die. You don't have major complications. Yes. There should be maybe a greater rush for the vaccine, but if you're 37th in the world, continent of Africa eh, maybe we can put that on the back burner about the whole uh, vaccine and that's I'm not surprised to hear that in terms of our caller in Japan also saying that uh, Tokyo and some of the larger cities with more international travel uh, travelers I think they might say westerners white people perhaps uh, coming from the U.S. or wherever some of these uh, countries that are higher up on the list uh, with COVID cases. Uh, but that does not surprise me at all. And him saying being out in the more rural areas doesn't seem like it's as much of a problem. Cleaner air, less congestion, 
exact thing. In fact, that's exactly what uh, our caller in China said uh, about this time last year, because he was seeing kind of the same uh, pattern uh, that some of the larger cities in China, same thing, international travelers and, you know, all the rest. Uh, let's see. Uh, before I push up, we'll get some of the folks who dialed in with questions. And I think this is our first time hearing from you all since President Biden took office. So I guess we'll check to see how the transition uh, in U.S. presidents, how that's being covered Uh, to Andrew in the U.K. really quick. The whole situation with Jerry Epstein and his connection to Prince Andrew. I don't know how much that's being talked about. I've been following the Jerry Epstein case for uh, a while, even though I was kind of late uh, getting into it. It's connected to the O.J. Simpson trial and everything because Alan Dershowitz is such a prominent uh, participant. But now that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, her case is, is going through and looks like might get the trial even so there will be more information. Uh, how much are people over there talking about Prince Andrew and hey, get over there and testify and cooperate with this investigation? Um, I've not heard anything since, since that ridiculous, you know, since that mistake that he made um, uh, being interviewed on, on television, I've not, he's basically gone underground. I've not seen anything. I've not heard of anything from him at all. Um, you know, the queen's taken away his, uh, his, you know, his, his royal duties, apparently. So, you know, he, you know, no doubt, uh, no doubt his mother's basically said, shut your mouth. Go and sit down. Don't say a word. And hopefully, you know, the world will forget about it. Luckily for him, his, uh, his, his wayward little nephew, Harry, and what's her face? His, his wife, um, whatever, you know, you know, they've, you know, they've taken the headlines. Biden has taken the headlines. You know, so coronavirus has taken the headlines. All he's got to do, you know, really is just sit quietly and say nothing for, you know, for about two, three, four years. Um, as I understand it, the, the American law system cannot force him to come over there. So all he's got to do is, you know, no one can do anything to him. He's a royal. So all he's got to do is just close his mouth and sit still. You know, for people like that, it's hard because he's got an air of entitlement. But, you know, I mean, there's so many headlines at the moment that he's quite lucky. You know, and that's basically where it is. I've not heard anything from him. Hmm. Hopefully that uh, Gisseline Maxwell, uh, that case has not gone to trial. Uh, I mentioned her a few weeks before. She had the audacity to say her case should be tossed because and this is all about child sexual abuse. Uh, What that idiot says all the time that white people do not care about children. That's what another illustration right here. Uh, but her case has not gone to trial yet. So perhaps, you know, if it takes long, you know, maybe it'll be delayed because of the COVID situation and all that. So it'll take longer that some of these things will drift out of the headlines. So then people will go, oh, yeah, he was accused of raping children. Yeah, you should get over there and testify, man. Like, tell him what you know. Like, we're not we had, we went through Jimmy Savile. We're not going through this again, man. We take this seriously. Like, uh, yes, if you are not in, I'm sorry. Because what it is that? Sorry, but sorry to cut you, but that woman, she's got sorry, she's got dirt on people. You know, she 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 she's got she's got dirt on people. 
you know. So if that goes to trial, I'll be surprised. Yes, many people have said that. I think that phrasing might be in the word guide, dirt on people. Uh, but yes, many folks have said, Ooh, we, I hope this does go to trial because there were many allegations, yes. even suspicions about uh, how Jeffrey Epstein perished in prison uh, as to was this because he had information on other people who did not want him to snitch uh, and cut a deal and take them down with him. Is that what happened? And talking about the same thing with uh, Miss Maxwell and it's same thing. Is she going to roll? Is she going to snitch? Is she going to tell, you know, the whole web of, like I said, Alan Dershowitz was, uh, suspected uh in all he was accused of participating in all this like we like uh many that's why i said i hope i hope things will be delayed long enough that people won't forget about this one and then oh yeah after we get done with the rona and everything else and colin kaepernick taking a knee like raping children is important we should be paying attention to this get over there and testify uh <laughs> let's see uh got the and out of the way i guess the Biden thing that folks want to uh, share, uh, I guess, any any changes or how the the international press covered the transition at the White House? Uh, was it Jubilee and the racist is gone? Like, I don't know what uh, I guess we'll we'll start African 1884 in Austria. Uh, was that even news Were people more focused on the demonstrations about the vaccine and what have you there? Or have they talked at all about the new the switch to the Biden administration? Oh, uh, well, folks didn't say much uh, because uh, for the most part, like I said, uh, focusing so much on what's happening nationally with regard to the COVID-19. Uh, but they did, they did um, um, sh- show the live broadcast of the inauguration of uh, uh, President Biden, you know, but um, they didn't really emphasize so much on it as regards to, they're just waiting to see what what's going to come out of this administration. One thing that they just applauded uh, is, uh, I think, what Biden recently did was, uh, I think, uh, kind of like get the U.S. back onto uh, the World Health Organization, I think, and also recognizing climate change as an issue and, uh, you know, uh, fo- trying to focus on that. You know, so that's, that's, that's the two things that they really kind of like um, right after, after his presidency until now. That they've really just put out as uh, as success stories for this short term that Biden has been president, but otherwise the focus is mainly on the on the COVID and uh, and the vaccine and everything. Makes sense. Makes sense. They showed. I guess they generally probably show the U.S. inaugurations uh, for the president and such. Uh, let's see. Uh, our uh, our caller in Japan. We actually, I think, have our caller in Norway, too. I have to get some of our other international participants and, and callers, too. Our caller in Japan, did they broadcast or make much of a to-do about the switch to Joe Biden? Or was that, you know, you all got other things to pay attention to? Uh, yeah, Japan is, is really closely allied to the U.S., so they kind of pay attention to a lot of to anything that goes on there. Uh, I think with, with uh, Biden... Uh, one thing Trump was, uh, even though he was, uh, he was uh, with all the, he, he was kind of all over the place with his thing, but he was, he was, even though he was so anti China and pushing, you know, kind of giving China some pushback. Um, and there were, there were a lot of people here who really were pro that, 
you know, because China and Japan have had some, uh, especially, you know, arguing over territory. And they've always, you know, they've got historical uh, sort of kind of roughness to their relationship. It's up and down. But especially recently, last few years, 10 years or so, arguing over islands, territory, and so on. And um, so I think there were a lot of, and also kind of conservatism, conservatism is on the rise in Japan, kind of a push for the reinstating the Japanese military. So I think something a lot of people weren't, there were actually demonstrations, uh, like kind of pro-Trump, anti-Biden demonstrations surrounding the inauguration. I don't know how big they were. It wasn't around my area, but there were some. So there are there were a lot of Trump supporters, but also... Uh, at the same time, Trump also, because Japan has no military and their military is all, U.S. protects them. And Trump actually, he kind of, he discussed that he was thinking about maybe withdrawing that protection from from Japan, which would have kind of, it was kind of unthinkable, but it, it's kind of a weird soft threat maybe, I don't know. But, so that would be scary because that would leave the, Japan kind of at China's mercy. You know, China would jump on them just quickly, I'm sure. But um, in any case, with Biden back in, it seems like Biden's appointed people who are, you know, his, his Japan or East Asia people are like old people from the Obama era. So it's like kind of like meeting old friends again. So, I mean, it, it, there were mixed reactions, I guess. People, some, there were pro-Trump people, oddly enough. Then there's also, like, kind of anti-Trump people. But it's not huge. I don't think that the reaction is so huge in Japan. Uh, maybe there are other things to worry about, as you said. For sure. That is, uh, that is wacky. Uh, Reuters reported that Japanese Trump supporters rally in Tokyo ahead of Biden's inauguration. Uh, a small group of Japanese fans of Donald Trump took the took to the streets of Tokyo on Wednesday, shouting support for the outgoing United States president hours before his successor, Joe Biden, is sworn into office uh, January 20. 2021 and they got video and everything they got they had signs like they look really official like that's uh wow that's amazing anywho and they had amazing uh let's see our silent warrior in uh norway will uh bring him in and then i'll pick up andrew as well uh silent warrior in norway killing me with the times here i think it's not or excuse me yeah i think it's 956 in Norway, let's see. Solid Warrior, are you with us, sir? Good to hear from you. Is it nine fifty-six over there? Nine fifty-six p.m. Good evening, Gross. Yes, it's uh, nine fifty-six here in Norway. Four for four. Awesome to hear from you, sir. Uh, we'll pick you up right where we were with the question. Uh, I guess has the switch in U.S. presidents has that been reported at all in Norway, or do you all have? Bigger fish, bigger fish to fry, as they say. Um, yeah, it's been reported, and they were following the January the sixth um, event, the riots and so on. And the prime minister of Norway uh, said that this was a big shame, and uh, you know, I think you know. Norway is a democratic uh, socialist um, country, so they were very much for, um, 
No, they were very much for um, the Democratic Party for the most part, but then you've got a portion of the population that is pro-Trump as well. And um, follow a lot of things online and in chat groups and so on online. So you have both sides of the discussion happening. Um, I can comment on a little bit on our coronavirus situation. About 5% have begun vaccination and there have been about 68,000 that have been registered infected for the past year. And everyone has been asked to register and indicate whether or not they would like to take the vaccine. But it's option, it's not been mandated. And the school students were now being told at the university that they can come back, but not for large gatherings. There's hand sanitizers everywhere. In public libraries, you're requested to wear a mask. You're, at, you're requested, but not... Nobody's in. I haven't seen anyone being forced. Um, I personally was uh, researching this um, Trump supporter viewpoint since the election for the past two and a half months. Been following their chat groups very closely, and the states want to understand what their perspective was. That's all I have to report. Fascinating. Okay, so they have been talking about it. That so-called democratic countries so they want to be aligned with uh, Biden. Uh, on, have you been vaccinated? Yay? No. Um, negative. Okay. No. Norway, uh, out of the areas that we have on the line right now, easily the safest location to be in uh, 93rd in the world population of uh, 5.4 million. They have 68,000, a little over 68,000 cases. uh, So easily the safest place uh, to be out of all of the places uh, that we've talked to thus far. so I guess yeah, that would be another location. Probably wouldn't be a super rush uh, to go and get vaccinated. I have to see. Sweet, we had a caller from Sweden with us last time as well. I was hoping we could get them uh, back. Hopefully, we'll be able to speak to them uh, next time. Uh, I will. Oh, can Andrew, I just, almost forgot. Can I make a comparison. Yes, sir. Can I make a comparison because Sweden is right next door, and they're considered our sister country. Sweden has a very lax policy compared to Norway. The capital Oslo has been in some serious lockdowns. You can't really go in or out. And even where the small town where I'm at is, you know, there was a rise in infections and it came out in the newspaper and everybody, they did, they were very strong with the contact tracing. So everybody who knew, who might have been close to someone was asked to take a test. So I have been tested at least once already. So I think that's one of the major ways that they're able to keep things down because I read, uh, 95% of those who have tested are healthy and 68,000 have re- been registered as infected. That means 1.36 million 
people have been tested in Norway and the population is 5 million. So they've been very proactive in gentle lockdowns or like, I mean, everybody's re relatively obedient, and, you know, and, and are able to stay at home and work if they have to. Yeah, but there's a lot of testing. Wow. A lot of mask wearing. Do you all have universal health care there? Mm -hmm. I thought so. I thought so. Forgot to include that with Sweden last time as well. We were uh, our caller in Sweden was talking about how, as you just said, they've been very lax, and no, I think he said they just started like gently requesting that people wear masks on the train during rush hour. So just like. Uh, when people are going home from work in the evenings, that type of thing. But other than that, like no rules, no masks, no lockdown, no uh, nothing. And uh, they're ranked 29. What number are they on the list? They are ranked okay. at 29 uh, with a population of just over 10 million uh, and 631,000 reported cases. So still way better uh, than the U.S., the U.K., Canada, uh, a few of the other spots, but nowhere near as well as Norway, safest spot by far uh, that we have talked to. Did your Swedish correspondent, I'm sorry, but did your Swedish correspondent say how often people are being tested and contact traced? Uh, I do or not remember. Definitely no quarantine. Um, I do not remember any of that at all, but I don't re recall him giving information about contact tracing uh, and or even if he had been tested. Uh, now, this was last month. So I mean, like three days ago, but yeah, I don't recall if he shared if he had been tested, but it was everything was just very lax, like no enforcement didn't seem like like I said, it was a gentle ask. That was the only thing I recall a gentle request. Could you please maybe wear a mask? during rush hour that was it and after that it didn't seem like there was any rules to speak of at all no changes everything was open no shutdown uh he's i think he said it was just use your common sense don't do dumb things that's what the request and they're 29th on the list so i guess it hasn't been that bad of an experiment so far even though he did say it, it did seem like some rules were being implemented slowly we'll have to check in with them again to see you know what the what things look like at this point uh but they do have universal health care there too so that you know big difference uh let's see andrew in the uk i think the last person we didn't get on the biden administration and then we'll nab some of the folks who dialed in with questions uh has in the oh man that's boris johnson's pal like they were homies i don't know how has it been discussed uh trump's exit biden's new president or has that even been a concern in the uk um uh, it, it seems to me that, I mean, watching UK news, not, not CNN, but U UK news, you know, it's the BBC and ITV effectively. Um, it, to me, it seems that they, that the UK press seem to be on the side of Biden. Um, and they seem to be anti-Trump. Um, you, you know, that seems to be the, uh, you know, where, where a lot of the, uh, I mean, I, 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 honestly, I don't look at, English newspapers, um, but but I watch a lot of news on the TV, and it's and you know the reason why I say that is because um, there seems to be a 
they, they, they seem to, I mean, maybe it's what people call the honeymoon period when a new, you know, a, a new leader comes in. Um, so they've seemed to have focused on uh, Biden, you know, trying to roll out uh, vaccines. They seem to have focused on um, the, 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 you know, the, the, um, the, the, the issues of Trump. They seem to have focused on the, uh, the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the impeachment that uh, apparently hasn't gone anywhere. Um, you know, the, the, so there seems to be a lot of positive focus to me anyway. Somebody else might disagree, but there seems to be a lot of positive focus on Biden. Um, you know, the fact that he's coming to basically heal the country, save the day, bring people back together. And all of the, and 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 restore, build bridges, build back the bridges with the rest of the world, and this, that, and the other. You know, you know there seems to be all of that going on, um, and the press here seems to be happy at the moment, anyway, to report all of that, um, and uh, and and that seems to be where things are. Um, you know, you know, as I've said to everybody. Biden's job, as far as I'm concerned, is to dumb people down and send people back to sleep. You know, you know that's his main job, and I, I think he will do it. I, I think the guy's going to do going to do a really good job. Really, you know, he's, I think he's going to be business as usual, send people back to sleep, um, make everybody. You know, it's got to go back to the way things were. You can't have someone like Trump waking people up with his with his overt nonsense, overt racist nonsense. Now it's, it's bad for business. You know. So, um, but so, so, so I think I, I think uh, the UK press has understood that. That's that. That's the way that I read it. The UK press has understood that, and and you can't afford to have anybody waking people up. You've got to send people to sleep, basically. And um, and you know, you know that seems to be the what BBC and ITV anyway. You know, the, the UK press seems to be doing. I mean, that's my take on it. You know, that's my take on it. Oh, bad racist Trump. Good riddance. Good riddance. Uh, Let's see. We'll check Mm -hmm. in to see what some of the uh, folks who have questions, if we have any other folks who are international participants, certainly we'll add you to. But if you have questions uh, that you would like to ask, the number again is 720-716. Seven three hundred. The code five six four nine four three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Let's see. Get some of the folks who dialed in with a hand up. Uh, Henry in Chicago. Uh, if you had a question for any of our international participants, you should be with us. Can, can I be hurt? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, greetings, Gus. Greetings to all the callers and listeners, and uh, greetings to the uh, international callers as well. Um, I got a question. So, and this is in regards to the vaccine. So, uh, here in the states, and particularly here where I'm at in Chicago, there seems to be a lot of hypocrisy on uh, this effort uh, or this drive to have you know, non-white black people to take the vaccine. 
However, well, in particularly here in Chicago, uh, there seems to be a vaccine shortage and there's more vaccines available in uh, white neighborhoods or rich neighborhoods or whatever you want to call it here than uh, neighborhoods that, you know, have majority non-white black people. And, you know, from my, you know, at least from my circle of people who I uh, talk to, most of them want to take the vaccine, uh, including my parents. However, when my parents who are of that age to take the vaccine, they have to wait a month to get the vaccine. And I know Gus has also, uh, you know, played clips and talked about how we have, you know, so-called celebrities, you know, suggesting that we take the vaccine. But yet they're having this push. And then when people want to take the vaccine, (laughs) it's not available to them. So I was wondering uh, if uh, anybody uh, in the other parts of the world, uh, is there a push for non-white black people to take the vaccine? And for those who do take it, is there a problem uh, for them to take it? Now, that's interesting because I had asked about the disparities in the vaccine before. Let's maybe let's start with Andrew on that one, because he talked specifically about some of the issues of black people being hesitant in the UK, uh, or at least some of them to want to take it and some of the conspiracies and things. So, uh, Andrew, in the UK, is the vaccine available or let's let's repeat the question, Henry, in Chicago. I was going to restate it, but just make sure I got it correctly. So uh, for, for, for non-white black people who want to take the vaccine, uh, is there an immediate availability uh, for them to take it? Awesome. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean the answer is definitely yes. Um, without a doubt, the answer is definitely yes. You know, the, the availability in, in the UK anyway, as far as I can see it, is not is not about availability you know you know that doesn't seem to be the issue um you know i I, i've spoken to you know quite a few of my friends now whose parents have have taken the vaccine but not only that i've got i've got friends um that have taken the vaccine a friend of mine who's in a high-risk group he's a work colleague of mine you know he's he's been off work for ages i mean he's happy to be off work (laughs) he's totally happy not to have to go to work um but he's an ex-firefighter um and you know he, he had a he's got he's got diabetes and and um and and he he had an accident as well um uh and and so um you know he's taken the vaccine he, he's in his 50s um uh so so you know the, 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 that's not the issue the issue the issue really is here and you know part of where the skepticism amongst African, African Caribbean people in the UK, you know, part of the issue was that the government, when this vaccine was, it had, you know, just before it came out, they, they immediately said, African, African Caribbean people, you lot need to take it first. You lot need to take it. So the way that we read it, the way that we read it was, we don't want to be guinea pigs for something that's not been tested yet. We don't want to be guinea pigs. So that's part of where the whole resistance to take it came from. Why do you, you know, why do you want us to be the guinea pig? Nah, we're not doing it. We're not doing, nah, nah. Test it on your people first before you come to us. And, and so I understand all that. And at first I was with that. Do you understand? But what the government then did is, all right, okay, 
we'll go and give it to everybody else. We'll go and give it to our people. So what they started doing, they started saying, all right, we're not going to give it to you lot as a group first. We're going to give it, we're going to go strictly by the numbers and we're only going to go by the highest people first, no matter whether you're black or white, Chinese, Jap, whatever you are, if you're in the highest group, you get it first. This is not now by colour. This is by if you are, are in a high-risk group. So that's the way it's been. It's been the high-risk people first, and then it's coming down the age ranges. That's the way it's gone. And it's gotten to the point now where basically um, very, you know, um, black people are beginning to take it now. But what's happened is that a whole heap of white people have taken it. And now I think what's happening now is that a lot of black people are saying, so you are safe now. You're vaccinating your own people. Uh, I want it. <laughs> I want it. You know, now that we've seen you lot take it and you lot are running around, your elderly people now are able to come out the house, go shops, walk around, go down the park, enjoy their, get back to enjoying their lives. The true family's allowed to come around now. Everybody's safe. We want it. You know, and, and, and that seems to be where it's going. But I fully understand if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to try and drive it onto one set of people where you and your police have manhandled us and beaten us up and mistreated us, we're not going to, you know, obviously we're not going to trust you. So, so I totally understand the reticence initially, especially if it's not actually honestly been tested. Remember, you know, they tested this drug in South Africa. So they tested some of these drugs where the, where non-white people live. We have to, we have to understand that, right? So, so I fully understand it. But, you know, I mean, you know, things move on quite quickly, you know, and the, the last three months, two months, one month, you know, basically it's been across the board. Testing's been, uh, the vaccine has been across the board. People have taken it. And, and it's, and it's strictly by, from what I've seen, it's strict, strictly by the, um, if you're in a high risk group and now it's coming down the age ranges. Do you know what I mean? As I said, I've got friends that have taken it and their family and their, their elderly family mums and dads have taken it as well. So, so, but I under, I mean, I get where the reticence has come from, but, uh, you know, I think we've got to open our eyes a little bit and see where we're at now. Do you know what I mean? Like now. And, and that's, uh, and that's, that's the, where I'm coming from. Much obliged, Andrew in the UK. Definitive. Yes, it is available. The question is just do people want to take it? Another Tuskegee mention. Uh, is that question applicable? We So, uh, Silent Warrior, he's in Norway. Uh, we have African 1884 uh, in Austria. We have our caller in Japan. Is that question applicable to any of you all? the black population in your respective areas is the vaccine uh, in large enough supply that it is readily available to the black people in your areas if they wanted the vaccine. Could I say something? Uh, this is uh, African 1884 in Austria. Yes. Um, uh, just to to that question and like what I said before, in Austria they, they tend not to um, really emphasize so much on race, even though I mean as a black person you clearly see it, 
But with regard to to the vaccine, they again they just it's similar to the UK where they say they're going to start dealing with people who are uh, within their high risk group. Yeah, so that's regardless of again race or gender. But they're, they're starting out to roll it out with people who are in the high risk group. That's what they set out doing. But I believe that they would do the same as what the caller. Um, uh, the one who posed the question, what he said, that I believe they would do the same if Austria had a very large population of black people. Because I think the population of black people in Austria is about maybe 3% or something, or even 5 You know, very little, you know. But just to add to that, I just want to say something with regard to the question, uh, not specific to Austria, but to Africa. There's been a report, because a lot of African governments now are embracing um, the the recommendations from white folks with regard to the vaccine and some African governments are already uh, making orders for the vaccine and they're willing to vaccinate their population. Now, there's an interesting report that recently came out and uh, it was in regard to Uganda. So the country Uganda will have to pay $7 per dose of the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine, whereas South Africa is paying $5.25 per dose, and the EU is paying 2.16 per dose. Um, so, you, and Uganda, the, the, the price for the, for the vaccine for Uganda, the price that, that I've just quoted, does not include international transportation, handling costs for the vaccine, which have been put at $3 per dose. So, in, in the case of most African countries, just like the question the, the caller posed uh, is that, they're, they're really encouraging uh, white folks, are encouraging African countries to to vaccinate their population or to 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 get their vaccination to order for it. And again, there's this disparity in, in terms of prices, you know. So they're paying much more than the EU, and they're paying much more than uh, uh, South Africa for that matter. Thank you. Much obliged, African 1884. We just uh, had a report on the compensatory call-in yesterday evening where that pattern was nationally here in the U.S. that uh, black people generally are in areas where they do not have the vaccine and or white people who don't even live in that area. Sometimes they don't even live in that state uh, have been coming in and hoarding vaccines sometimes that were specifically marked for that specific black and or non-white population that that has been very uh, common throughout the U.S., not just in Chicago, Illinois, uh, black people not having the same access and white people being vaccinated at much higher rates. They gave the exact percentages uh, on the snippet yesterday. I think it was over 60 percent of the white people in Seattle where I am uh, over 60 percent of the white people. Uh, have been vaccinated. The numbers for black people, it was like 30%, something way lower. Uh, so strong disparities here in the U.S. in terms of who has access to the vaccine. And that is globally. The report was talking about on the continent exactly uh, what African 1884 just said, having to pay more for the vaccine. And in fact, I saw a number of reports. They said that uh, the con- the entire continent, they're going to be so behind Uh, the rest of the world in terms of access to the vaccine that it could jeopardize health there for for years. Uh, They were comparing it to 
uh, the AIDS vaccines uh, or AIDS medications uh, from the 80s and 90s and saying that it was the exact same pattern and Africa was last to the party in terms of getting constructive resources uh, to combat uh, what is called AIDS. Uh, But yeah, the exact same pattern, it seems worldwide, although for the continent, it has not been as big a problem. South Africa, the only exception, but generally speaking, it has not been uh, as much of a, you know, pandemic. They've not had the huge number of cases and deaths uh, throughout the continent. So kind of the same thing. They might not be in a position of we've got to get this vaccine right now because it's not not having huge outbreaks right now. Uh, any of the other folks, is that question applicable to you? The black people in your area, if they wanted to be vaccinated, is the vaccine, is it in supply enough that, yes, they could be vaccinated? No problem if they wanted to. Uh, may I be heard? Uh, yes, sir. This is our caller in Japan. Um. Well, as I just said, uh, Japan is really behind uh, as far as the more developed uh, countries and rolling out the vaccine and the schedule they seem to have is uh, uh, the healthcare workers first, then maybe a month from now they'll start on elderly people, then maybe a month after that they'll start going to the high-risk groups. That's at least they have no, no dates really at all for anyone They've been complaining that the that the healthcare, the whole mechanism is really just under tremendous strain. Um, but in any case, someone like myself, who's not native born, not a citizen at all, um, but I have papers. Uh, the Japan has pretty much has universal healthcare. So if you're a foreigner, but you're working in Japan or in any way you're established so that you're you're really part of the Japanese society, basically you pay taxes. Um, then you're pretty much entitled to uh, full health care coverage. So I would just assume that any black people in Japan um, who are working here for established and so on and, and have the proper papers would have just the same access. But again, there's just no real big push for vaccines. I mean, the vaccination program is really slow here. But um, I, 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 pretty, I don't think there they would be any... Like black sort of black people being marginalized in that. What I would worry about is that there is a large, you know, a, a, a lot of pe- lot of black people, uh, Africans specifically, that are kind of under the table, so to speak, you know, with their paperwork and the work that they're doing, or maybe their paperwork is kind of iffy. Then maybe they might not have that access. But as long as your paperwork is okay, I would assume that you you would have access. But again, we're still far far from that anyway. So who knows what will happen? Thank you. Much obliged, our caller uh, in Japan. That's an important component too. Undocumented uh, Africans uh, in Jap- uh, Japan. Uh, I think uh, Silent Warrior. I guess is is that question applicable? Uh, if the black people in Norway, if they wanted the vaccine, would they have unfettered access to it? Yeah, I believe um, everybody will have equal access and that there's enough to go around. Um, there are some you know, some news news articles in the often posted in the top art, top newspaper 
Well, there's some discussion about that foreigners are that are super foreigners are super spreaders or they're not following the rules and so on and uh, that's been um, pushed back on um, in, in early in early in the beginning the Somali population in Oslo um, was not being given was not being reached out to and given the information in a way that they would understand. And um, there were some other Somalians who were more integrated who took matters in their own hand and spread information in a way that reduced um, the number of infections in that population in Oslo. And they got some props for it and so on. But I would I would imagine that everyone would be getting access to it if they register and say that they want access that is enough to go around. That's all. Universal health care in Norway, so would think they should have ready made access. But yeah, they have there have been lots of reports. Places like Norway, the UK, here, the US, Canada have just gorged all of the vaccines and then even within that as I said White War Henry in Chicago brought up today uh, and then within that it seems at least in the US gorging all of the vaccines as much as possible countries like the US white dominated countries like the US in terms of population and then within that reserving it hoarding it away from the non-white and black citizens standard operating procedure and another reason why we would need more black health officials stem all the rest uh let's see other folks who dialed in much obliged henry in chicago other folks who dialed in uh bay area mom did you have a question uh for any of our international participants hi uh taking my call i was in the freezer (laughs) um is that Andrew that said that he had taken the vaccine so he could travel and um, his his mom as well. I think that was Andrew, but I don't think he said he took the vaccine yet. You can, I think you said his his mom took it. He said he would take it so that he can go to Ghana. Okay, okay cool, cool. I uh, I would do that too. I guess if I wanted to travel, and that was the only way to travel, so that that's great. My question is, I was just, just wondering, why, uh, why does he think it's uh, a conspiracy, um, just the, the different um, uh, side points as far as whatever's going on in the vaccine versus, yeah, I just wanted to know why did he call it a conspiracy, just the um, the the outer talk that for people that aren't interested in um, taking the vaccine and that's all I'll meet my line and I'm not picking. I'm just, I'm just curious because I hear a lot of uh, conspiracy people use that word. So I was just wondering why he, he called it that and that's it. And thanks Andrew for being on the program. (laughs) It's great to hear your voice. I'll meet my line. Grand. I guess 
Andrew in the UK, you can make sure we got it correct. Is it your mother took the vaccine? You would be agreeable to taking it so that you can go to the continent and such, but you have not taken it yet. And then her question, why did you use the term conspiracy? Yeah, absolutely correct on the first account. Um, yeah, my mom's taken the vaccine, thank God. Um, I, I want to take it because I, I know that certain African countries are simply not going to let you in. And uh, and that's where I want to go. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. Um, uh, in terms of the use of the word conspiracy, uh, if, if I've got it correct, uh, I'm, uh, what, I, what I said about the word conspiracy was that People that don't want, people that are against taking the vaccine, they, what I've heard since the vaccine's been spoken about way, but you know, before it came out was that it's some sort of conspiracy, meaning that there's a lot of people that are against the vaccine that somehow think there's some skullduggery going on. There's some conspiracy somewhere. Someone's doing something underhanded. There's nanites, 5G ley lines, aliens that have come down. That's the, last, that's the latest one. We've got people that think there's aliens come down with a, with a vaccine to, to do something to people. It's, it's, it's targeting the DNA of black people. It's targeting something. Something's targeting, especially designed to target black people. Um, there's, there's, there's all manner of conspiracies. I've heard, I've heard loads um, I've heard loads. Um, and the funny thing is, the last Zoom call that, that was done, there's an area in London called Croydon. And um, an organisation, a black organisation there, um, put on a Zoom. There's about, there's a whole heap of people on it, hundreds of people on it. At the end of it, there was one guy, a, a friend of mine actually, his brother, younger brother, was saying, um, you know, you didn't, you, you, we didn't put, you know, the, the people that organized it didn't put the opposing view. There was not any opposing view. Everybody has pro vaccine. So what the host did, he just said, well, if you can find anyone who has, who wants to come on and give the opposing view with evidence that's evidence based, then he's totally happy to have him on. And what my friend's younger brother did, I mean, he, he's a big man. He's, he's, he's about 50. When I say younger brother, he's a, he's a middle-aged man, right? Um, w w what his friend didn't do is say, I've got five people. They've all got evidence. Let's get them on the next session we, we're going to do. He, he never said that. What he said instead was, oh, you never have anybody on with, the, with an opposing view. Da, 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 da. It's like he wasn't listening. It's like he just wasn't listening. So what I say to people now is let's have uh, opposing views. Great. Present hard evidence, evidence, you know, as, as evidence based evidence, you know, not, not just something that someone's written on a website, but evidence based evidence, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, sometimes people say stuff, but they don't back it up with evidence like like tested evidence. So, so, you know, I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think we need to see, you know, and, and the bottom line is it comes, this is what it always comes down to for me. And I never seem to get an answer. Go into your elderly relative's house, right? Go in and sit down with, with, with or without a mask on and do it on a regular basis and see what happens.
that 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 that's that's all I say to people. Without te- just see what happens. Yeah, you understand. So, so, so that's you know that's what I say. You know, just just go and do that. <laughs> that's it. Much obliged, Andrew in the UK. Follow logic. Use evidence. That's why we have a brain computer. And again, that's why I appreciate being able to talk to folks in different parts of the world uh, just to be able to make better sense. Uh, That way you have more information and information from uh, around the globe uh, on this problem that folks are trying to get a grasp of and just try to see if they can use logic uh, to make the best decisions for themselves, their family, make quality choices. Uh, Let's see. Sorry, Gus. Could could Uh, I say something to the question that was just raised? uh, African 1884? Yes, sir. In Austria. Yeah. Just briefly, I mean, uh, personally, I when I I hear people speak and they provide their opinion with regard to the COVID-19, if it's a quote-unquote conspiracy or not, it depends on who is who is speaking, you know. So for me, if it's a black person, and he will tell me that okay, this thing is going to alter your DNA, VGQ, I'll be like okay, you know. But I'll also go get tested, and maybe I'll still take the vaccine, you know. What I mean, but I feel that black people have a good reason, and not just about not with regard to the Tuskegee experiment, because there's there's more that happened in in on the African continent with regard to experiment experimenting on African people and stuff, on black people in general. You know, that was not even documented in the book Medical Apartheid, and even the author writes that. So that being the case, I believe that black people should be qualified to provide whatever information. It could be some outlandish information saying that if you take the vaccine, then you're going to become a white person. If a black person believes that, I'll be like, okay, you know, but then I'll take my own position and use logic and say, okay, you know what, what do I see fitting for my environment, my experience, and, and the context in which I'm in right now, for example, in Austria. Because I, I my, my barber also, you know, he has all these stories around the, 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 the vaccine and everything. And I, I just listen to him and I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, interesting. And where'd you get that? And he goes on and goes on. But again, I, black people are qualified to come up with this, this conspiracy, if we were to call them. They're qualified to come up with this. You know, because we shouldn't be trusting our people. And, and, and if we don't trust them, we're still going to end up dying, you know, and if we do trust them, we're going to also end up dying, you know? So again, my point is that it depends on who is speaking, you know, that's what I want to say. Thank you. If you take the vaccination, you will turn into a white person. Woo. That <laughs> talk about a side effect. Like my goodness. Like, <laughs> Where did you read that at? That should be the follow-up. Where is, where is the study for that? Do you have any additional information? Like, wow, that is, uh, that is, that is something to consider. Like, I might wake up and look like Donald Trump. Like, woo. Uh, Gus, some people might want to take it. <laughs> Sorry. Dr. Welsing, she used to say that, didn't she? She said that all the time. If I, uh, if I could get a pill or three pills. That was the way she phrased it. If I had three pills uh, and it could turn your hair blonde, eyes blue, skin pale, 
She said, I would be a billionaire. We factor in inflation. She might be a trillionaire uh, overnight with such a bit. It's a book, uh, George Shiler, Black No More, where, you know, there's a pill that can do all that. But yeah, man, bleaching creams are a billion dollar industry for a reason. So that is the importance of black self-respect, the importance of solving this problem. Uh, This is supposed to be our short broadcast. We did our 90 minutes, so we will wrap things up. Uh, Much obliged to all of our folks who dialed in from around the world. Man, uh, super uh, appreciate you all taking time out of your busy schedules at so many different slots of the day. Uh, Caller in Japan, it's freaking Monday morning, uh, a little after 6.30 a.m. Monday morning, and then other folks later in there uh, Sunday evening, folks stateside, hopefully you still, sun is still up. You can go enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon, do something constructive, hopefully have a healthy, delicious Sunday evening dinner. Uh, We should be here on uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, uh, we have to do a counter-racist review uh, of the term non-white uh, global. Uh, we just had that white woman in South Africa, Kim Heller, on the broadcast, and she chastised me for using the term non-white. Uh, and I said that has been, we've had that for a full 12 years. Jane Elliott came on this broadcast and did the exact same thing. Uh, that term, Mr. Fuller shared his thoughts some time ago. I talked with him uh, about Jane Elliott fussing at me about saying non-white. We've had an, even Robert Jensen. Uh, he has a whole passage in his book uh, where he talks about uh, why he thinks non-white. Uh, there's more logical reason to use that term than the term person of color or people of color. Uh, lots of uh, I think important informative moments over the years just around the term non-white. But we'll go back and review, study what is the logic, what does the evidence say about that term. That'll be Wednesday, normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. With that, uh, again, thanks to everyone for participating. Stay safe, uh, stay constructive, and we'll look forward uh, hopefully we can check in uh, in March. It might even be springtime uh, by the time we check in again. It'll be a time change. So, man, that always is a little dicey in March because the time changes uh, differently in terms of when you move the clock ahead an hour. So whew, have to see if we can get through all of that next month uh, safely. But hopefully we'll be able to speak to everyone soon uh, in March. Uh, thanks again for sharing a bit of your Sunday with us uh, with that sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy that would be true anywhere in the world anywhere in the world much better to be sober we need our brain computer to solve this problem in addition to being sober if you gotta go out be alert Uh, this is dangerous time they even said we got protests in Austria uh, about the vaccination Uh, they had small rally march uh, in Tokyo uh, in support of former President Trump like all the wacky things that are happening all over uh, including white supremacy white terrorism they had the shootout at the uh, at the gun shop in Louisiana yesterday we didn't even get to talk about that uh, so many things happening be very aware of what's happening around you when you go out uh, if it looks like someone is being hostile and rowdy exit 
Uh, this is not a time for verbal confrontations with strangers, white or non-white. Uh, if you're in the States, uh, if it is a white or non-white person, if they're out and about, they're being loud, hostile, you should be thinking this person may be armed. In fact, this person may be armed and in the company of a whole cadre of individuals who are also armed and ready to do harm. Unless you left your residence ready to kill and die, exit, get out of there. Uh, we are not looking for just random confrontations. It has already been a very risky year. <clears throat> All of that said, if you are going out, you are sober, driver or passenger, you are buckled. If you're driving, you're not on the cell phone. Uh, just doing the small things that we can to try to stay safe. Uh, and we need all of our attention. Got to be focused. Got to be vigilant. That's it. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, What's your brother. Problem? You're a victim. Right. I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.